Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for Self Made is a Myth Show, making a difference because we know that becoming successful in our business is not something that we do on our own. So we're talking to successful business owners to hear their journey of building their business. And equally important is acknowledging and recognizing the folks who have helped them on their journey to building a business and excelling. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Minnesota with us today. My guest performed professionally as a musician, or a magician, sorry, for over 10 years. So we're definitely going to want to ask about that. He enjoys riding his Harley, camping and traveling, and he is most proud of the difference that he's able to make with business professionals to put food on their table, pay their mortgage, and send their kids to college. Uh, that is also something we're going to want to dig into and learn more about. It's my pleasure to welcome Travis to the show today. Hello, Travis. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, a little bit about your family. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Travis Sims, born just uh, in a little small country town in southern Indiana, uh, Bedford, Indiana. It's really only known for one big thing, which was uh, it's the limestone capital of the world. So like all the limestone for the monuments, the big buildings in Washington, D.C. was built out of Bedford limestone. Uh, I'm the oldest of eight. So a big family, um, you know, really uh, it's a community of people that hardly ever, never left the area. I mean, everybody's there. All my siblings are still there. I'm the only one that, that left that area and I've been gone for a long time, I, but I enjoy going back and visiting and, and spending time with them. And, um, you know, it's just been a, been a big builder for who I've become, um, coming from small town, family, good work ethic, all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And how long have you, uh, have you lived in the, in the Minnesota area? Yeah, I've lived in the Twin Cities area for about six years now. Uh, we like it here. You, I, I kind of, uh, I enjoy the the summer, the spring, the summer, the fall, the winters are a little rough here, but, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great place to live for sure. Uh, a magician. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a magic set for uh, Christmas whenever I was seven years old and, and I was just crazy about it. Just loved doing it, loved performing, and I'd set up in the living room, and I'd practice, and I'd, uh, all my siblings, you know, would come over, and I'd do a magic show for parents and grandparents and all that stuff. I uh, used to make my own stuff, and then I just never knew I could do that for a living, uh, and then I actually, I've owned several different businesses in my life, and I started my first business, and I was doing magic at trade shows to draw an audience over for that, that particular business. And, and then I would sell them what I had. <laughs> and so uh, uh, people started asking, hey, would you do magic for this? Would you do magic for that? And before you knew it, uh, I was booking a ton of stuff for magic. It developed into a very big traveling show, fairs, festivals, casinos, theme parks, big illusions. Oh, wow. Cutting in Half, Houdini Escapes, uh, you know, all the good stuff. I was um, the uh, magician for Holiday World for an entire season. I, I got on the Oprah Winfrey show. I mean, I just traveled everywhere. It was a huge career. I uh, did that for about 10 years. And then uh, recession hit and the entertainment business took a big dive. 
Yes. And I got out. It <laughs> seems like a whole different lifetime ago. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, tell us um, how how the business, the current business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've had the ability to start several uh, successful businesses in my life, uh, which has been, been really great. I, I love uh, being able to be a contributor and I love starting new things too. Uh, my parents actually owned a business when I was growing up. They had a lawn care and landscaping company. So I got a real education watching them grow their business. You know, dad out there working with men half his age in the sun, staying up all night, you know, greasing tractors and, and sharpening blades. And I saw mom sitting at the table and she was going over the books and routing the crews and sending out the invoices. So I got a real education on small business at a very early age. And, you know, it just uh, developed me as, as a person. And so I, I jumped into uh, several different businesses over the years. Fantastic. So tell us about the current, your current business. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, so the, the, the answer to your question, I, I, so the recession hit, which caused the entertainment business to take a big nosedive. And so I went into networking and I've been in the same industry now for 15 plus years in, in uh, business networking. And that's what I do. And I, I, I literally networked my way out of a recession and, and uh, back to solid ground. And, you know, I was in a spot where, you know, when that, all that happened, I mean, I had the mega house, the beautiful cars, you know, all the stuff and it went quick. I mean, it went really fast. So uh, everything from, you know, bankruptcy to, to lost the house, lost the wife. Lost, I mean, it was a country song. It was, it was awful. Um, and, but then I, I, you know, yeah. And, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of Donald Trump or anything, but he had a, he had a quote in a book about that time. And he said, you know, if, if, if you, if you have your mind and your body, you are able to, you're able to start over and do things, anything you want. And so, um, you know, I, I immediately pivoted at that point, went into networking, networked my way out. And then, you know, I really want to just help other people. I found just like your podcast here that uh, you, you can't do this alone and you do need to surround yourself with amazing people. And um, if you can do that, then you can do anything. So I, I, I uh, help other people network uh, to be able to, you know, put food on the table, pay their mortgage, send their kids to college. Yeah, fantastic. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about specifically what you do and, and uh, how you help people and um, maybe how people can learn how to, you know, if they would like to be part of what you're doing? Yeah, you know, there's, there's all different types of networking, tons of styles uh, when it comes to networking, uh, closed networks, one person per profession. There's open networks like chambers of commerce and you know, where there's lots of people there, you might go to run into several people that are uh, business coaches and so on. And then uh, there's service networking where you're giving back to your community, Rotaries, Kiwanis, Lions Clubs, those kind of things. Uh, there's even uh, associations. I mean, there's tons and tons of networking. And so three years ago, after spending 14 years in a global networking organization where I was a, where I was a high level executive and I, um, I got out of the closed network and saw an opportunity for an open network in a happy hour time frame. There wasn't a lot operating in that time frame. 
And everything I was seeing tended to be more about, you know, dark bars and um, the things that go with that. And, and I wanted to elevate the experience. So um, I put them, I put networking into really uh, beautiful spaces, uh, country clubs and golf courses and just, um, you know, high end places, uh, got brought it just a tad earlier. So it wasn't so dark and really uh, put the focus on business. Mm. And then I built that around uh, like a TED Talk type of experience. So you've got networking in the front, uh, the TED Talk type experience in the middle, networking afterwards, and um, then put a, a whole website, profiles, connections, direct messages, and all that stuff together. The company is Accelerated Global Connections, uh, AGC. So join agc.com if you want to go check it out. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, sounds like a wonderful opportunity. I'm definitely going to check that out myself and we'll include the link so that folks who are watching this video, you can go in and learn more about that as well. So Travis, share a story with us where someone pushed you or inspired you um, that you could do it, even though maybe you thought you couldn't and the impact that that person had on you. So I've written two books and um I got to tell you, I didn't really want to write a book. <laughs> That's the absolute truth. I'm not a writer. I would never consider myself a writer. I, I just don't enjoy it. And um, my business coach, uh, he, he was like, Travis, you know, you're, you're uh, a leading expert in this industry. And you've got, you know, now 16, 17 years under your belt here. And don't you want to share this information with others? I said, well, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. He said, the best way to do that is a book. And it's, <laughs> it's not only going to help you do it in the present, but it will live forever. Yeah. And, and so it made sense to me. So I wrote this book and it, it took me, it took me, um, well, I actually, I started the, uh, the second book that was released, uh, The Magic of Networking. It, it was released about a year ago. And I started that um, pre the pandemic. And I was grinding away at it. And then, um, and then the pandemic hit and I immediately, and then it stretched on, right? So you're like, oh, two weeks to flatten the curve. And, and yeah. you know, it was a big curve. So, <laughs> so we, um, uh, I put that book aside and I started writing um, my first book that I released, which was called Networking in the New Normal. Mm. And, and, uh, and I just, pushed it out and I pushed it out hard because I, I realized there were a ton of people like me that had done a lot of in-person networking and all of a sudden had to isolate, uh, had to social distance, you know, all these things and, and was left wondering how to authentically connect with others. Right. And so I, I wrote Networking in the New Normal to help people connect on LinkedIn, to help them connect using Facebook and Twitter and, and um, you know, many other, other social medias. Uh, and use Zoom and technology that's available so that you could stay in front of people because you can't, as a small business owner, you can't isolate. You, you need to insulate yourself with a strong network. And, and so, so I wrote that book. Um, and, and again, my, my coach pushed me to do that. I didn't want to do it. Um, <laughs> I, I, it was a little painful for me. And then he gave me some, uh, the second book, whenever I went back to finishing it, uh, he gave me some of the best advice um, that I've ever received when it comes to authoring a book. So if you have a book in you and you want to write a book, uh, for me uh, and, and the advice I was given 
just record yourself, uh, you know, once a week or so record. And I did like, um, like I was speaking to an audience and I took a topic and I took the PowerPoints and all that stuff. And I, I presented, recorded it, and then I sent it to the editors and, and they, they put it all into a book, which was awesome. And, and that worked out really well. And so now there, I forget, there's like 30 chapters or something. And so I now have 30 presentations also that are already oh, built, yes. ready, PowerPoints. <laughs> I mean, I could talk on any one of those topics. So fantastic. So glad he pushed me that way. Uh, and it made a big difference for me. Fantastic. Um, By the way, both of those books, I'm sorry, both of those books became Amazon number one bestsellers. So that that's... Um, I think it was just because of the need, you know, there was a definite need for it. Yeah, for sure. And again, we'll make sure to put links to that uh, in, in the, along with this video. So folks can go and, and check that out. Um, network, yeah. Networking when the world was shut down and, and networking events weren't uh, available, huge, huge topic and a huge benefit to people. So uh, thank you for for rushing yourself to get that out into the marketplace so people could benefit from it. Yeah. Um, Travis, what would you say is the biggest learning that you've had as a business owner? The biggest learning, you know, um, I'm going to I'm going to stay to what I know, which is, which is networking, and and that is that you know people. I, I grew up hearing uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. My, my dad was just full of great advice like that. You know, he said, son, if you can be anything in life, be on time, you know, so he's full of stuff like this. <laughs> and um, I, I grew up listening and absorbing. And I listened to that. It's not what you know, it's who you know, but I also add it's how well they know you mm. that makes all the difference, right? Because people don't, refer business to people that they don't know, like, and trust. And, and so you have to develop a relationship and it's not just developing a, a surface level relationship. It has to be that you see them often enough that you touch in with them enough that you can be a contributor to them before they start contributing back to you. And so, um, you know, that's, uh, I'm going to say a, a real key to success is surrounding yourself with the right people and showing up, being a contributor, being authentic, genuine to yourself and networking for the right reasons. Yeah, I love that. Is there a certain um, number of people that you recommend that you get to that know, like, and trust um, point with? You know, that's a great question. And I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question. And so the, um, uh, I think there's probably a core of people, uh, you know, I, I have 5,000 Facebook friends. I have 7,000 LinkedIn um, connections and so on, but I'm not getting referrals from 5,000 people. I'm not getting uh, connections or referrals from all those 7,000 people on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and probably not all of them bought my books either. I'm going to guess, right? Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say that you probably want... Um, you know, in today's day and age, uh, 30 to 50 people that you are, that you're really cultivating relationships with. And that may sound like a big number, right? It might. Uh, however, you know, they say, uh, we, again, those, those sayings, you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. However, I'm going to tell you that today that it's way bigger than that. It's actually the 50 people that you are following on social media mm. that are in your feed every single day that are entering your mind, 
what are they sharing there and what are they, what kind of influence are they having on you? Yeah. And so I want to say that 30 to 50 is going to make the difference uh, as, as to how you grow exponentially uh, for a business owner. Yeah. And, and for folks who hear that number and say that I, I don't know how to do that, I'm assuming that doesn't mean that you're best friends with 50 people. Correct. Yeah. And, and I'll say too, you know, a lot of people come to my events uh, we'll, we'll host, I've got an event later tonight in Minneapolis, there'll be a hundred people there. And, and often people will come because there's a hundred people there, right? Oh my gosh, I get to meet a hundred people, but it's really the three people that they, they need to be in front of um, that, that makes the difference, right? It's not the hundred, it's the three. And it's coming in with that goals and, and coming in with a plan for, you know, who you're here to meet how you're going to meet them, what conversation you're going to say, how you're going to take it to the next meeting. And you cultivate a little bit at a time. So it's not, you're not starting out with 30 to 50 people. Uh, when I first started in business, I mean, that, that wasn't there. And, and now I have a lot of associations and a really tight group of 30 to 50 and a very inner circle of people that I, I consider, you know, my uh, most trusted advisors. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So Travis, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. Tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and, and a fellow business owner who came alongside you, helped you get through that. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough uh, to be uh, surrounded by a lot of great people. And for me, it's, it's probably been uh, nuggets of advice and, and pushing just a little bit, you know, uh, nudging. I had a friend in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and at the time we were both franchise owners uh, for a, another network organization. And we, because I lived in Indiana at the time, I was in Indianapolis and he was in Cincinnati. So we're really close and we had similar size franchises and we were really consider pace partners for one another. I mean, like I was checking in with him, like, Hey, how you doing? Where are you at? What's your numbers? You know? And he's, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I just got this today. And I did that. And I was like, Oh, you know, and I got to go back at it again. So <laughs> I, I think it's important to, to, to have that pace partner in your life that, that is, um, you know, it's challenging you to do better, uh, you know, cause it's very easy to get comfortable mm. and, and comfortable creates coasting. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm coasting in life. I'm coasting in my business. I'm, I'm coasting, uh, you know, when I'm networking, I'm just coasting. There's really only one way to coast and that's downhill. So <laughs> yes. you, you need someone that's pushing you so that you're racing instead of coasting. Yes. Yes. And what's that gentleman's name? Uh, Brennan Scanlon uh, was his name. And, I, and actually, I, you know, Brennan Scanlon, uh, he passed away um, just uh, about three years ago now, uh, pretty much this month. And, you know, I'll say too that, um, you know, he's a young guy like me and uh, I got to take a trip with him uh, where we did, we rode motorcycles uh, around the Grand Canyon together, oh. him and another guy. And, and uh, we took a whole week. It was unplugged. It was awesome. And so create the successes in your life uh, where you are able to, you know, do the things that you really want to do. And, and had I not created that success, had I not had that person in my life in that moment that was pushing me to do better, now I could have probably never taken that trip. And now, you know, he's no longer with me, but those memories are there forever. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. It, it, it makes me think of, you know, the whole idea of setting bucket list items 
right? Or, or celebrations that you're going to achieve when, right? And then tie that to, to different um, milestones in the business. And so when I get this, then this is how I celebrate. You know, when this, this milestone is achieved, this is the bucket list item that I'm going to check off. It, having that motivation and that, that drive, right, will help, helps us all to work harder towards achieving those goals because, you know, there's a, a, a positive benefit at the end as opposed to just being a financial benefit. Oh, Tim, that's, that's fantastic. That is gold right there. A lot of people will create a bucket list but they have no plan for how they're going to accomplish those things, right? So it sits out there in this thing that I want to do someday and then someday never comes. But what you just described is like, you know, if, I, if I'm if i 47, so like if I, let's say I live to be 87, I have 40 years left, yeah. 40 years left to accomplish the rest of the things on my bucket list. And that's if uh, at 87, I'm still of a good mind. I still have a good physical body. So now you start looking back. It's like, okay, I need to do this within the next five years. I need to do this one within the next 10 years. And I need to hit the financial goals in order to do this because it's a big one, you know, and so on. So that that's gold. I'm so glad you shared that. And, and even breaking it down to, to weekly things. So my coach, whenever I share with, with her a win that I've had, the first thing she asked me is, how are you going to celebrate that? Right. So she's creating that that ritual of, you know, when you have a success, you celebrate it right away because too many times we save it up to, well, if I get to this quarter milestone or this yearly milestone, no, right. Life is way too short. What's the weekly or the daily milestones? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And I love too, that you shared, you have a coach, you know, and I know that you're an action coach and I do uh, coaching centered specifically around networking. And so the best coaches in the world recognize you need coaches. And I have a coach, you have a coach. That's awesome. If you're listening, go get a coach. (laughs) Well, yeah, to that point, uh, I I joke with people of, well, if, if I, when they ask me, really, you have a coach, why would you have a coach? If you, you know, all this material, I'm like, well, you know, I need somebody to keep raising the bar for me. And I, I wouldn't be, you know, very, um, I, I wouldn't be a very good coach if I told you, you need a coach, but I didn't have a coach, right? <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta drink my own Kool-Aid. <laughs> so Travis, if I ask you to pick three people um, in your business owner journey, that you're grateful for being there for you to, to help with your growth, who are those three people and how'd they help you? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, current times. It's been with me for about the last, uh, I've known them longer, uh, but they've been a, a real instrumental person and in, people in my life over the last three years. And so Amy Tyson, uh, she's a, a feng shui uh, metaphysics person and, and she um, helps you. So I, I look at people that can take me from good to great right? People that can give me the next little slight edge. Uh, and and when, when you start reaching, you know, big things in your life, you're like, all right, where am I going from here? And how do I get just a little bit better? And so, you know, I, I, I seeked out uh, Amy as a way to kind of get me grounded and balanced and how to, how to really look um, uh, outside of the way that, that general people are thinking. And then um, Les Hill, uh, Les Hill's my uh, business coach, and I've been working with him for uh, about three years now as well. 
And, uh, you know, he's, he's just one that continues to, to nudge me like I, the books, right. You know, the books, uh, as soon as I finished, he's like, all right, you got to finish the next one. (laughs) And in this last, I was like, give me a little bit of break here. I just, you know, I'm done writing for a little bit. I'll I'll do another one, but just give me a minute. (laughs) Um, you know, so that's good. And then, um, I'm also going to say this, and this might surprise you too. Um, uh, Joshua Peters, uh, he's a hip- hypnosis um, uh, hip- hypnotist, and uh, he works with a lot of um, professionals that are also looking to just get a little bit better, just raise the bar just a little bit more. And I, I've been speaking and teaching, training, coaching for, for 17 years. And previous to that, as a magician on big stages in front of thousands of people, And I still used him in the last three years to take my uh, level of communication, my level of speaking and my closing rate up uh, just a little bit. So think outside the box when it comes to these things, you know, when you're considering, you know, who are your trusted advisors and and where are you spending your time, your money and your your investment in yourself? And, And I those are some places where I thought a little outside the box that's made a difference for me. I love that perspective, um, making little improvements in a bunch of different areas. So if you think of it mathematically, if we can make a 10% improvement in a hundred different areas of ourself and our business, the multiplier effect is incredible and so much easier to make a 10% improvement in you know, a whole bunch of areas than a hundred percent improvement in one area. So I love that you're, you know, you're looking in some non-traditional ways and, and exploring little tweaks and, and changes that you can bring to yourself and, and to your business. Um, and so for folks listening, right, I encourage you to, to do that. Right? Look outside of the norm. Um, I've just recently worked with an emotional healer coach, right? And, and dug into my mindset and, and self-limiting beliefs and, and wow, right? The power of having some of that that junk, you know, removed is, is just exhilarating. And so don't be limited by what, what you think is normal because you know, that's, that word isn't even real. Right. (laughs) Well, that's good. I love that. Yes. We're, we're all start life with those limiting beliefs. I mean, think about how just as I have a, have a uh, four grandkids, but you know, I've got one that's like really, really young. They're, they're all young, but this one, you know, and you get told no, so many times from the time that you're just starting out as a baby to you're walking and and starting to learn. And and so you get used to getting told no, and you start realizing that there's these walls and limitations on what you can do and where you can do it, how you can do it. And then, and then as an adult, it's like, you got to bust through those things. So that that's good stuff. I love it. Uh, The the child analogy is awesome, right? Of I I often share, right? How do kids learn how to walk? Right? by making a thousand mistakes, right? <laughs> and then, but the difference is that when they're young, they're being cheered on and clapped and celebrated for failing basically, right? Until they learn how to walk. And then we become adults and all of a sudden we get chastised for making mistakes. Oh, that's good. Good stuff, Tim. So Travis, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the the biggest challenges that you're going to face to reach your goals and who are the types of people that you'll need to overcome those? Oh, thank you for asking that. You know, uh, we, so I started AGC accelerated global connections, uh, one year before the pandemic hit, I had one year under my belt. So talk about babies. This is a baby organization, right? Now the, the neat thing was I, I had a ton of experience in the industry, 
I've, I've been doing this a long time, but you're starting out with a brand new brand. No one knows who you are, how you're different, why, why they should care, any of that stuff. So that uh, that first year struggle in that in that first half of the year, and then it really started to pick up steam. And by the end of that first year, we had grown the organization four times the industry standard. It was crazy. Sold out rooms everywhere we were going. Membership climbing like crazy. Um, the we held our one year anniversary event uh, the first part of February of 2020. And then, um, you know, next month, within wow. 30 days, the entire world locked down. And so I'm in an in-person networking. And uh, my goal coming out of that first year was to start rolling out next states, right? Next territories and, and areas. Yeah. And um, so then this little pandemic thing, it was a little bit more difficult, a little bit of a hiccup. Uh, we managed to open uh, five additional states in, in during a pandemic. Wow. Okay. Uh, however, all of that was online. So yeah. doing shows just like this with that center piece of a TED Talk type of experience. We call them AGC Talks. And um, so now we got these five states. Now we're starting to climb, they're saying, a little bit out of the pandemic, like we're learning how to live uh, with this new thing. Yeah. And um, and how to navigate that. And so now it's back to the drawing board on getting uh, some of those states in person. And because all they've known is online. Oh, sure. Yeah. All they've had uh, and then continuing to roll out. And so uh, and, and I'll say too my my approach to that, you know, uh, Minnesota, where I'm at, uh, you know, it's there's a little bit of uh, rebuilding time because in even in the own state where the, where the strongest it's um, we had some like last year in May, we came out uh, for a little bit. We got about from May to December and then uh, Omicron hit and we had to shut back down for a few months here. Every state is so different on on, you know, what you can do, what you can't do and so on. So we were shut down again for a length of time and then back up again. We just actually had our first in-person event again of the year, uh, April 1st. Uh, we did manage to get 200 plus people there, but it, but it was, uh, it's been an inter interesting roller coaster, but there's the challenges. It, you know, I'm used to things that I can uh, find, a, find a, a path for. It's like, all right, I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll do this, or I'll grab somebody else and they'll help me through this. But then you face things like a pandemic and it's out of complete control. Like even a recession, you'll go out and knock on more doors. Sure. Right? Well, you yeah. get in, a, in a pandemic, you can't knock on doors. Yeah. So yeah. it's been an interesting thing, but that's been the challenges. Yeah. Well, I, I love even though um, we can't control the pandemic, you still pivoted, right? So a, a lot of folks, um, when the pandemic happened, right, they ducked their head in the sand and said, oh, we'll just wait this out for a couple of weeks. And then it can, turned into a couple of years. Well, you didn't, right? You you went from in person to online because you had to figure out something, right? Yeah. Well, and actually, you know, there that that forced us to do things that we were not yet doing. Like we didn't have, we didn't yet have a uh, Facebook community. We have we have a, a Facebook group with over two thousand people in there uh, online networking. Uh, just search um, Accelerated Global Connections on Facebook. You can get in there. It's, it's open uh, to other professionals. You don't have to be a member. 
And so we didn't have that community. Uh, we, uh, it forced us, we were already on, on YouTube with, with all of our talks, um, but we invested in um, creating an app for Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. Oh, yeah. So we're now uh, airing in both of those places. We're getting 80,000 views per episode on there. So these are it, writing a book, you know, was not in my plan, probably wouldn't have had time to do it uh, had it not been for the pandemic. So the pandemic, uh, yes, has created lots of challenges, but it's also in the pivot. You found ways uh, to recreate or grow from it uh, as a result. And you didn't let it beat you. You you pushed through and figured out, you know, how do I make this vision still work when the environment is different than I had planned, right? And I can't change the environment, so how do I change the business model to to still achieve my my ultimate vision of the of the business? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations! That, uh, a ton of learning um, through that. Even you could probably write a book on that. I probably could. I don't know if I want to just yet. <laughs> don't, don't be talking to my business coach. <laughs> so Travis, as we um, wrap up here, if there was something catastrophic that happened in your business, uh, who's the first person you'd call and what would that conversation be? Mm, um, you know, I mentioned those three people uh, earlier. I, I, I consider my most trusted advisors. So if, I, if I'm struggling with something or I have an, op, even, even if it's not a struggle, it's an opportunity that I'm considering something that I'm like, all right, I think I want to take it here. I will not, even though I'm, uh, I'm the CEO, I'm the, the person that can make these decisions. I don't make those decisions alone. So, so I love, uh, you know, your, your podcast here, the self-made myth that it's not a, not a thing you got, you have to surround yourself with other people. And so it, anytime a big decision or a big obstacle comes up, I call in those people, uh, Amy Tyson, Joshua Peters, um, and Les Hill, and, and there's a couple others that I'm like really close to uh, that I'll call in and say, hey, look, I'm considering doing this, or here's the obstacle in the way, here's where I think I wanna go, here's where I want, where I'm kind of mapping out, but I need to get your perspective, I need to get your thoughts on this, because they may see a, something in that uh, path that I haven't yet seen. So it's, I think great leaders recognize that and, and pull people in to help. That's fantastic. And, and we talked earlier about, um, you know, I, I love your change of, so Jim Rohn's quote of, you know, the, the five people you spend the most time with, you, you've reframed that for us all as the 30 to 50 people. And the great thing about um, what you shared is it doesn't have to be in-person people, right? It can be who we're connected with and reading their social posts or books that we're reading or videos that we're watching, right? To, to benefit from a, just a broader group of folks. I agree with that hundred uh, percent. Not only the, the 30 to 50 people that you're following on, on social media, you, you, you may not have ever met them, right? So you mentioned Jim Rohn and oh my gosh, there's so many great uh, business leaders and minds to, to listen to that are putting out positive content. You know, that's what you've got to be taking in. We live in a world of negativity. That positive co content uh, needs to be top of mind, flowing through us all the time uh, or, or you'll get stuck. Yeah. There's a, a saying that the way that we spend the first 59 minutes of our day will dictate our day. 
So if we're getting up and watching negative news and right, and, and looking at uh, all the all the craziness that's going on in the world, right? Then the law of attraction says that whatever we think is what we attract. And so if we fill ourselves with that negativity, then we're just going to have a negative day. It's funny you mentioned that uh, law of attraction. The uh, when the secret came out back years ago, that had a big impact on me. So um, I th there's some things in there that probably not everyone's going to follow or agree with or test or try. Uh, but there's some really good nuggets there. Like my my vision board is right off to my left right here. I see it every day, all day long. It keeps me very on task for for what I want to create and do in my life. I'm on my eighth one of those, I think. Uh, that's right. Eight, eight of those. Yeah. And um, it's it's been huge guiding thing. And and actually, when I got married uh, two and a half years ago, my wife, we'd been together seven years ago, whenever um my, I had a crazy love on my vision board and I was looking for that person that it may or may not even make sense, but you fall crazy head over heels for it. The next year, our picture together went on that vision board because ah. everything centers around us, uh, all the other things that we want to accomplish. And, and we, we do one together every year. Some, some of those things are business. Some of those are personal. Some of those are physical, there's charity up there. There's lots of things that, that are on our vision board, um, but we keep us as the focus and the center. I love that. It, it, isn't it? It's interesting that, so when I was first introduced to the, the, the concept of law of attraction and, and manifesting, I thought it was a little foo-foo-y, um, but I, I practiced it because it's part of the, our, our coaching program. And then I started seeing it working and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be doing this more. So for the last 12 months, I've been in a, a, a mindset program. It's called Quality Minds. And we get together with a group of people once a week and, and just practice, you know, sharpening those, those tools and, and getting better at the manifesting and the, the positive mindset and, and vision boards. And we do a, a, a mindset video, right? Similar idea, but I watch a video every morning of my stuff that I want to, to manifest. It's, it, it's, I wouldn't have thought it had I not given it a chance, but wow, it's so incredible. I agree. I used to, it's been years ago now, but I used to watch the secret with chosen people every year. Like I'd replay it and just invite them over um, in, in our home theater and, and watch it together. So it's been a while since I've done that. So, And for, for folks who prefer to read, um, Think and Grow Rich is an awesome book on that this same topic. Yeah. yeah, great book. So Travis, you've been blessed with some incredible people who have helped you along your, your journey. If they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this, see, this is where I get sappy, right? So, cause, uh, I, I care so deeply and especially about people. So know, knowing that you can't do it alone. And, uh, you know, I, I'll just say that the people that I've named and, and some of those that are unnamed, you know, who you are, that, that are, are uh, just influential people, people I love and trust and spend time with. Uh, thank you for being in my life. You know, um, you're the product of the people you spend your time with. And I'm thankful that you're in my room and that I'm in yours and that uh, we can be uh, helpful and supportive to one another. So it makes a big difference. Thank you. Awesome. Travis, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Appreciate uh, you being on our show. Thank you, Tim. It's been a, been a great pleasure. 
To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help spread this movement by liking the show and posting it on your social media. To join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.